Okay, so we're back with Firefighter Kingdom. This is Robert Sanchez. I'm here with Vince Trujillo. Uh, Vince Trujillo, once again, we're, we have a, uh, a special guest, and we have the pleasure to have on uh, an LA fire, firefighter captain, um, Adam Van Gerpen. What are you up to, Adam? How you doing, brother? Doing well. Thank you. Good, man. And I just want to thank you sincerely, man, for, for being on our podcast, man. It's actually an honor to have you and someone from LA. And, and not only that, Adam, you, you're a true friend of mine, man. We've been friends for a while. And I, I always tell everybody the story where you guys actually put a, a fire truck on a flatbed and brought it down to Albuquerque and help us out one of our elections, man. I mean, that's, I don't know of any other locals that's actually done that, man. And it's not close. So I appreciate oh, yeah. local 112 for, for that. The, uh, the mayor, the mayor campaign and uh, came out there with the 68 crown and uh, Frankie Lima was out there. And, and uh, yeah, we've always had a tight, tight bond with our, uh, Albuquerque brothers and sisters and we always have man I appreciate that man that's definitely one for the record books we took pictures of that and it was a great time we had and dinner and we had some drinks man so it's always a fun time and you know what and honest you know every time we go down to LA you guys treat us like a like a million dollars and I appreciate it um oh yeah even when, even when we take you in the arts district and a uh, little hole in the wall italian places <laughs> yeah but it was pretty good though <laughs> like i must say so yeah i gotta you know so you know again i'm happy for you to be here we have some important topics to talk about that's interesting uh, to the public and um you know so just tell me about yourself i know you're a captain alley fire and tell me a little about your fire career how'd you get started or did were you one of those kids that wanted to be a firefighter since you're small or did you kind of run into it or how'd that work out yeah well, uh, I just listened to one of your previous podcasts, and uh, my dad actually grew up as a Seattle firefighter, and uh, so that's kind of where I nice. first had my interest. Uh, then I went in the Marine Corps as a firefighter, so I had a guaranteed contract to be in the uh, firefighter of the Marine Corps. Uh, so when I got out, I was airport firefighter, and I uh, got hired by Burbank Airport Fire, which uh, Frankie Lima was also very uh, instrumental in uh, working with the IFF and getting them a good contract as well. Uh, so I've been with LA City Fire for uh, 20 years now, and uh, I'm on my uh, uh, third term on the uh, executive board. And uh, before that, I got started by doing our uh, as the editor of our UFLAC Union newspaper. So, nice. Uh, yeah, about uh, you know about 20 uh, 24 years, uh, not 26 years if you count the Marine Corps and Burbank Airport. So. Dang, dude, that's that's totally awesome. That's, that's quite a career, man. I I had the the unique uh, opportunity to actually go to your guys' academy and kind of tour doing our Fire Ops 101 over there, and so that's a great academy. It's huge, and it used to be like an old firefighter or a new uh, Marine Armory. Is that correct? Or uh, it was a Marine Naval uh, Reserve Center. So oh, okay. that's our uh, that's our our training center, uh, Frank Kochkin Memorial Training Center, uh, named after one of our firefighters who. Uh, um, passed away at the fire there. Right, so. that's nice, man. So, I mean, saying that your, your dad came from Seattle Fire, I know we talked to, a, you listen to our, pad, our podcast with Dennis Lawson, is that the one you listen to? Yes. Yeah, so, so yeah, yeah, you have so. a picture of me, Dennis, there, and mm -hmm. you have uh, Vince Trujillo, my partner in crime here, he actually did good, good graphics and good editing with all that, so he's doing a great job for us. So Perfect. Yeah, so, I mean, what, what, are, what in your opinion, um, what's, what do you think LA Fire is, uh, I mean, it's unique in a lot of ways, man. You guys, I was looking at, you guys have a lot of urban area. You guys have a lot of, like, wildland area or a lot of forest, right? I mean, so you guys you guys have it all. So, you, I mean, you guys do a lot of, uh, looks like, um, rope rescues, like wildland firefighting, structure firefighting. I mean, you guys, you guys have it all, right? It's a unique uh, uh, city for your fire department. 
Yeah, I mean, we really do. We have a, we cover about 500 square miles uh, with our 106 stations. We have about 3,600 uh, firefighters with uh, over a thousand on duty every day. And uh, yeah, we, we cover, uh, we cover the Harbor. So we have uh, fire boats, we have scuba divers, we have uh, um, helicopters, some uh, brand new state-of-the-art helicopters that can do hoist rescue as well as uh, uh, putting out the brush fires, which is which keeps them very busy. Uh, air ambulance, um, and then we have uh, paramedic assessment engines and uh, assessment trucks, uh, light forces, um, and uh, we have tactical medics, and uh, we we have just. Uh, almost everything that's uh, available to us and uh, including several pilot programs where we have uh, some nurse practitioners on uh, riding out on ambulances with our medics and uh, telemedicine. And uh, so, but we do, uh, it does encompass a lot. We have uh, some state OES rigs that go out and fight fires all over the state and um, have the, the brush capabilities. And um, we have high rise and we have a FEMA search and rescue team uh california task force one so we do a little bit of everything nice i mean that's totally unique i mean you guys are actually uh you know one of the 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 best equipped fire departments in the nation i would i would say and actually best trained just kind of kind of what i was looking at just what i've known from talking to you guys so it's it's actually you know a, a great job you guys' department's done through the years um so you know we were, we were talking i was talking to you on the phone the other day um uh Shoot, man, what's what's with this day and age with with everything going on? What's up with all those protests down there? I, LA's on TV quite a bit. All those protesters and rioters, man. I was just watching your guys' fire trucks go through some of those areas, and I was thinking, dang, I, I feel sorry for you guys, man. I, not only do we have to fight fire and worry about you know all the elements of fire and collapse and you know getting burnt and backdraft and rollover and all that type of stuff, but you guys are actually having to worry about the protesters and your safety, them throwing things at you guys and you know putting things in front of the fire truck. I mean, what's what's all that like over there? Uh, you know, actually, we have our our emergency management department uh works in conjunction with uh with the fire department so we we actually activated uh we had activated the emergency uh center uh previous to this happening so they really were like we had a lot of resources in place just in anticipation that it that it did get into a civil unrest uh so we had a lot of resources in place and we formed up with what we call a tactical uh, task forces uh, and we had command posts set up so that uh, we would pretty much have roving engines in uh, tactical areas that could respond in uh, with a police escort and uh, get us in and out of those uh, situations. So, and for ours, it uh, you know the uh, we did have a lot of the protests, but uh, they were mostly uh, peaceful protests. And then uh, there was a few of the the looters would come in, and that was over a couple of specific days. But um, you know we we did. Uh, uh, we're able to respond in there with escorts, and uh, a couple of those nights we were uh, very busy going from fire to fire. But it was it was uh, actually managed uh, managed very well as as far as getting the uh, number of resources in there, and the comms were set up, and we were uh, working with the uh, um, with the city officials and and uh, unified command as well. All right. Well, it doesn't surprise me. You guys did a great job, and you're prepared. I mean, so, I mean, during those, your response to the protests or, I mean, was there ever a time where it got, I mean, was there ever a time where it got kind of rough for the protesters or they're pretty much peaceful towards the firefighters? Uh, I mean, for the, for the most part, I mean, it's, it's whenever you go into a situation where, uh, you know, there's a, 
a little bit unruly crowd. You never, it's, it's unpredictable. So, um, you know, there was, there was a lot of uh, looting going around, around the firefighters and we didn't really know what to expect going into any situation. That's, that's why we did have escorts and, and kind of a roaming uh, tactical task forces just in anticipation of that. So, um, you know, as, uh, as far as them, uh, actually, uh, going after firefighters, we really didn't have much of that. Well, that's good, man. And, you know, you, you probably wouldn't, uh, you know, I was thinking about this earlier. You probably wouldn't like fight a structure fire in a normal way during the protest. Cause you're going from one to another. It's like, you probably wouldn't do the whole ICS system and actually, you know, get ready to do attack, you know, go into the front and have RIT teams. It's pretty much kind of defensive mode at that point, right? We we were mostly mostly defensive operations. And then uh, when the bulk of the fire would uh, would get knocked down, we would leave a, maybe a company in place and then uh, they, they would respond into the next fire. Okay, so, so exposures it, it, and... I, yeah, so I, I would say, uh, and we did have we had pre-deployed companies in the into those tactical areas, and they had their own uh, comm channels, uh, so they were able to uh, from like kind of a centralized uh, fire station, which was they set up a command post at a at a fire station, and then they were able to dispatch out from there, and uh, so they would just allocate resources as uh, depending on the size of the fire. Some of them were small, some of them were you know complete losses, fire through the roof. Sure, so. sure. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, how di- I mean, how difficult can be? I mean, you guys don't, don't you don't have you don't only have protests, or you don't have rioters, but then we have COVID nineteen on top of everything. I mean, it's kind of like if it rains, it pours type of thing. I was like, how, how's your department doing with the COVID stuff? I mean, you guys handling it pretty well, or how? Or uh, is uh, your- yeah, I, I again, I mean, we have we have people who've been assigned to the COVID test the the entire time, and one of the unique things that we did was uh, when we were asked. Um, to assist with the COVID COVID testing, uh, we we jumped in with the city, and uh, you know they had some uh, requests for us. And uh, just given just given the uh, the the nature of what's going on and the urgency of it, uh, we had our firefighters assisted with the uh, with the COVID testing. So um, you know, at one time, I believe we had uh, up to six uh, locations. So we had four primary, and then it, you know we added a few more uh, throughout the city. Um, now we're only testing at one facility that's been transitioned into civilians, but, uh, initially the ask was there for firefighters to step in and, and, uh, our firefighters stepped up. So, um, and then as far as the precautions, I mean, we're taking, we have lots of new protocols. Uh, our, our County came up with, uh, EMS, uh, response protocols, uh, directly related to COVID and, uh, we're, we're taking universal and we'll, we're taking COVID precautions on every single call. So nice. So, like I said, when it rains, it pours, man. You guys have that on, on top of on top of everything. So, how about uh, any firefighters out there got infected with COVID or been? Uh... Uh, we we have had firefighters infected. I don't think it was at the uh, rate that they initially uh, anticipated, and uh, the majority of them have returned have returned to duty. Um, so, we did come up with a lot of uh, a lot of policies, and uh, you know, when somebody does get infected, they trace it back and. Uh, uh, the entire fire station is deconned and uh, notifications are made. And uh, so, and then we have procedures for them to, uh, to come back once, once they, uh, once they're asymptomatic and, and get the, get the tests that they can come back. So, um, but, you know, I think one of the big, big things with, with having um, multiple things going on is, is the uh, behavioral health side of it. 
And uh, so that's where we've really activated our peer support team. And uh, uh, they've been really reaching out to all the families and, uh, and the firefighters that have been affected. And uh, so we've been on, uh, the, our peer support team's been um, on full, uh, full alert. And uh, we've been really active in uh, getting out to the fire stations and having them come down to our union hall as well. Nice, very nice. I was, I'm glad. And, and you're seeing on the news that you guys are, you guys is a infection rates kind of rising there with all the, you know, the beaches and the nightclubs and all that kind of stuff. Is it like they're gonna shut things down again? Or, uh, yeah, we had we did have another spike uh, from what they're saying. So, um, and we did have a few fire stations uh, had had some spikes. Uh, so yeah, I, I I believe they are gonna at least over the uh, the holiday weekend uh, they are gonna start doing uh, shutting down some uh, some of the bars and beaches and and uh, restaurants and stuff. So uh, yeah, they'll start taking more more precautions. But um, you know we're we're pretty much continuing how we have been. We've been uh, you know wearing uh, you know we have gowns and masks and uh, eye protection M95 on every patient. So and and then. Uh, different special protocols if we do have active uh, or positive COVID patients. Right. So working well with the hospitals as well and accommodating that. So. Right. Right. Well, I mean, sounds like you guys have it together and I guess uh, the, the, the main way to beat, you know, the pandemic or, you know, certain situations like the protests that you're saying is be prepared and then just follow, follow your, uh, your, your plan, I guess, you know, so it looks like you guys are. Yeah. I mean, well, this was uncharted territory for everybody. So a lot of these plans had to, had to come up, but, uh, you know, they had this setting up IEPs and working with uh, DHS and setting up new medical protocols and, uh, just new, uh, you know, setting up testing procedures and, uh, you know, kind of like in the Marine Corps fire department's similar improvise, adapt and overcome. So, uh, you know, we were able to do a lot of that and, uh, it's, you know, just all the, all the training with the ICS system and our, uh, um, activating our, uh, um, you know, DOCs and, and everything just really, uh, um, I think it's been as managed as well as it can be. So. Sure. Sure, man. Just, I mean, like everything you guys have going on there in LA. So how, how are the 12 firefighters there at, at a station nine saying, those guys had a, a tough year, man, for sure. Yeah, thanks for asking about about those uh, about our firefighters that were injured there. Uh, so, Fire Station Nine is uh, one of the busiest fire stations in the country. Um, you know, they're running sometimes uh, over a hundred calls a day just out of that station, and uh, you know, so they're they're uh, you know they're a very tight group of firefighters already. And uh, everybody saw them on on TV when they're coming out of the aerial with the uh, with the explosion, and uh, you know so it was pretty uh, pretty unheard of. Uh, I, I talked to a fire chief that was working there, and and you know we do green cells planning for uh, mayday situations, but you don't plan for your entire A division of the fire to be down. And when the explosion happened, uh, that's essentially what happened. Is uh, you know we had eleven. Uh, Firefighters went down and, and uh, had to be transported to burn center uh, with another one coming up with an uh, injury uh, that, you know, after he made sure his crew was safe, uh, uh, came out with. But, um, uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty unheard of for us and uh, a lot of lessons learned. I mean, as far as like tactics uh, and strategy, everything um, that we trained for and, and everything was done that could have been done. Everything was done right at the fire. It was just the substance that was in there, which is still under investigation. 
And uh, that's, you know, that's something that, um, you know, that was not anticipated to happen. So. Right. Yeah, well, when I saw that video, man, it, it almost brought tears to my eyes, man. I just, I mean, because I know a lot of, you know, you guys there in L.A. And that's just crazy, man. You know, we've all been in fires and stuff like that. But we all, you know, we all think we're going to go to a simple structure fire or whatever the case may be, car fire. We're going to come home. But, I mean, to imagine that that's going to happen to you. I mean, and just being the I mean, being the heroes that they are, the way they came down that ladder, and I mean, your training, I guess, definitely takes place. You know, the great PP you guys uh, purchased them, and I just, it just, it's amazing that you know they're alive, and and God no, bless it, them it and the really families. Does, and and uh, you know, like you said, that that training, that intuition, uh, you know, there's a series of events that uh, the captain that was inside uh, hearing a loud noise and, and feeling something's not right, telling the crew to start backing out. So they were making their way out when the explosion happened. Uh, the captain up on the roof, uh, you know, um, the fact that everybody, uh, you know, many of us have been to fires and been on the roof and you see firefighters that aren't breathing air. They don't have all their gloves on. Uh, they're not on, you know, wearing full PPEs. And on this fire, uh, they all had their masks on. They had their gloves on. They were, they were breathing on air and, um, you know, they're, the turnouts definitely saved their lives. Uh, you know, we had some of uh, some of the brand new state of the art uh, turnouts, um, and not, um, but the ones that we do have, we had a mixture of different uh, protective equipment, but um, it saved their lives. And just having that intuition, like something's not right, because when they arrived on scene, it was a normal uh, light smoke showing, and um, you know, they uh, it was just a, a normal routine fire and but there was they had some intuition um that something could go wrong and they started backing off and they i think they did, did it just in time right and i mean just what you mentioned i was thinking that when i was watching the video i mean lucky they're on their pp because like you said you know i you know i hate to say it you know we know we're all supposed we're always supposed to be wearing our ppe but you know sometimes we're we, you know we're in our helmet and our coat not our pants or our pants and our helmet not our jacket i mean you, you know it happens sometimes you know and then we have that routine fire we always go to smoke showing you know just do the routine thing but i mean good thing they had all their their gear on man that just goes to show how professional they are for sure yeah and then you know like you're saying you you saw that on tv and it and it was you know it was very graphic visual on tv and so that's that's one thing that we've also noticed is that a lot of our our families and you know the fire family Firefighters from all around the country, all around the world saw that. And uh, it was a very graphic image of how dangerous the job can be. And, um, I, you know, I've explained to you before how my dad was a Seattle firefighter and they had a Mary Payne fire in Seattle. And I was home on leave from the Marine Corps and uh, was going out, going to that fire. I knew my dad was working. That was the first time I ever thought, you know, in um, the time my dad had been on, that something actually could have happened to him while he was at work. Yeah. So a lot of our, a lot of our families, they don't really, they think we're just going to hang out with our buddies, yeah. you know, with our brothers and sisters. And yeah. they don't, they don't think like, wow, this is actually a dangerous job. Yeah. So, I mean, so the, the fire that, that the, you know, the station nines was that where they, where they got injured or burnt that, that was, that was smoke and tokes, right? The, the business that they were responding to smoke tokes. Uh, yes. And so, like, what? So it was the the butane honey oil, whatever that that they're starting to use now. The cannabis places, that's what came out, right? I mean, that's what what they're thinking might have. So they're 
Well, right now they're still working on the final, uh, the final report and it's actually became, you know, ATF got involved and it's all, it's like a, a federal investigation now as well. So, uh, I mean, there, that entire row was uh, marijuana grow operations and, and supplies, supplies for that. So as far as the uh, exact uh, chemical compounds that were in there and, and the exact cause of the explosion, um, we don't know the specific chemicals that that cause it um and the, the quantities but that's that's what they're that's what's being researched right now and just as a as a precaution because that was kind of all like almost marijuana row where it's just all all supplies uh for the cannabis and you know we we do have a, a we have a large number of um grow operations that are professional clean well-regulated and uh, those those ones are they welcome us into their facilities and they'll show us all around and they get all the approval from the uh, uh, from our fire marshal and, and uh, fire prevention bureau. So those aren't the ones that that we're concerned about. It's the ones that we're concerned about are, are the ones that have uh, they don't label the uh, uh, the chemicals that are in there. And, um, you know, the, it's the illegal operations that we're concerned with. Sure. And uh, whether it's the, the quantities that they have. Uh, whether it's the labeling, um, if, if they're uh, misrepresenting what kind of a business they are, uh, those are the ones that we have to um, uh, really look out for. And, you know, we've been talking with uh, Ryan Rice from uh, CPF, uh, uh, president there. And we're, you know, already starting to look into some legislation uh, that might help to, uh, you know, to bring out some change from this. Uh, we've changed some of our company uh, some of our department policy and uh, we've really started doing a more thorough search uh, to find some of these type of facilities uh, and we'll have to wait and see what the uh, results from the investigation show right i mean i i guess with all the the cannabis stores going up throughout the country you know i i assume the ones who aren't uh, taking the following the law or the right precaution i mean that, that could be a, a danger to firefighters man that, that butane or the hot that uh that honey oil um, I could see that being a problem. I mean, this. I mean, if that's if that's what happened when the report comes out, I mean, that's a huge problem across the United States that we have to worry about. And one more thing, right? Yeah, it, it is one more thing, and it's uh, you know that's why we really have to look at some of the outside indicators of the building. And and uh, you know now as you know from this explosion, um, you know even a couple months uh, before uh, this Boyd fire. Uh, maybe up to six months, but we had we had another very similar uh, explosion downtown Los Angeles, and uh, it um, you know it was listed as a different type of a facility also. Uh, so it is something that uh, you know we're developing some new uh, training bulletins and and alerts, and uh, really trying to get the word out um, to to keep an eye out for some of these um, things that can cause a danger to our firefighters. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's definitely one more thing that we we're gonna have to worry about. And so, uh, as far as you know, the the twelve firefighters that were injured there at a station nines, um, how I mean, you guys have some kind of charity going for them, right, to help them out? Yeah. So we uh, we recently uh, last year we started a UFLAC uh, Fire Foundation. It's through our uh, local one twelve uh, Los Angeles City firefighters, and uh, so our uh, our board is um, the the nonprofit. Basically, uh, we give directly back to our firefighters. And so we set up a burn, a burn fund through the uh, UFLAC Fire Foundation. And uh, so it's, it's a place where people can go and donate. And that, that money uh, goes directly to our firefighters that were injured and burned. 
so that's at uh, uflac.org backslash charitable. And uh, we also have uh, some, um, you know, the link is on our website as well, uh, uflac.org. Um, and, and uh, you know, as well as to the, we also have a UFLAC Fire Foundation. Uh, so that's uflacfirefoundation.org as well. Okay, man. So, thank you for that. Well, we'll go ahead and we'll put that on our, on our podcast link. So, you know, everybody can get some more people put it on there. And, and I'll put it, I got $100 on it, man. I'll, I'll, I'll get today. I um, oh, appreciate it. That's not much, but we'll, we'll get it started. And so hopefully we can reach as many people as we can out there and challenge them to, to donate at least $100 to, to your guys' uh, charity there to helping out the, these burn victims. And, you know, then I, you know everything goes out to all their family, man, and I, I just couldn't even believe. Uh, I can't even imagine how uh, what they're going through, and I hope they're well. So are, are they all out of the hospital or? You might have mentioned uh, that. We, we have, well, we have one, uh, they're all out of the hospital, but they will be, uh, with the exception of uh, one member who still is in at a USC burn center. Um, uh, all the rest were at uh, Grossman burn center. And uh, many of them are still going to have uh, multiple surgeries that, and still have a real long uh, recovery uh, just with uh, multiple skin grafts and, um, you know, just the, the ongoing treatment that they're going to need to be off. Uh, so we've also been, um, you know, as like we've been talking a little bit about behavioral health and peer support, and uh, we've we've uh, we've done some uh, debriefings for over 400 firefighters that were, uh, you know, on and around and worked worked around the uh, the members that were involved. So uh, we that's that's been just just huge. Um, you know, another unique thing about LA City is uh, we just we have four doctors now that, that work on behavioral health. So two with the, uh, with the LAFD administration, and then uh, our union just hired our second doctor uh, that, that works for the union. And uh, we, we're gonna be opening up a new fire station that we've turned into UFLAC Center of uh, Health and Wellness. So we're gonna be having a grand opening uh, in the next couple months uh, with that. So uh, peer Very support nice. has been huge and our, our doctors are just professional, work well with firefighters, easy to talk to and uh, doing some real groundbreaking stuff uh, as far as recognizing and, and helping our uh, members with some of the uh, uh, behavioral health. Well, very nice, man. That sounds like a huge undertaking, excuse me. Um, but you guys are, you know, you guys are the best. So I'm sure you'll be able to accomplish it, man. That's great. So just in, in our community segment, man, we, we, uh, we have a segment here, and I think it works great because, you know, we have, uh, you know, Vince Trujillo, my partner here that makes everything happen for us, and, he um he he likes to ask uh, questions that the community would ask. I mean, because you and I are firefighters, and sometimes we use lingo that you know everybody might not understand. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, Vince Trujillo, how are you, brother? Hey, good man, good. I'm just enjoying listening to you guys talk and hearing about uh, a little bit more about LA Fire. I mean, like I get to hear great thing about this podcast, Robert. I get to hear about uh, fire service all around the country. So I'm, I'm enjoying this. Right. I'm, I'm learning things I, I didn't, nice. I never learned. We just had an arson investigator on the last one. Now I get to hear about LA fire. So yeah, thanks so much, Adam, uh, for, for joining us today. I know that we had a little bit of hiccup to getting you on, but uh, internet and zoom it's, it's COVID era. So we got all the technical issues we got to deal with on top of it all. So, you know, thanks, thanks for your service over there and what you guys do. Um, in LA and hearing about all the different types of uh, calls that you have to respond to. Robert was just mentioning, I was just astounded. You know, you got some of the stuff, uh, you got some mountain stuff, you got uh, what you got wildland, you got urban, and then you got your, your water. So your, your Harbor 
and then you have rescue and all this other stuff. Now that with COVID, riots, the fires, everything you're responding to, what, do, what are you guys seeing the most of right now? Or like, what's the biggest mix of things that you're seeing right now? Um, that if you can keep track of that even. Well, I mean, it's, I think with fire departments all around the country, our, our biggest, our number, uh, biggest number of responses is still for EMS. Uh, so, um, that is, that is our number one call is EMS. And we have, uh, you know, we're fortunate that we have a medic, uh, on almost every resource. So we have, uh, assessment engines as well as a paramedic ambulance at almost every fire station. So we're not at a hundred percent there yet, but, uh, that is the largest majority of our calls. And, um, it's, uh, you know, as, as far as tracking, I mean, we do, like you said, we have a little bit of everything. Uh, you know, we, we have, uh, uh scuba divers, we have airport firefighters, we have, uh, our urban search and rescue. We have, uh, you know, they do confined space and trench rescue. And we even have a, a hoist that we can lift the horses up, uh, with our helicopters, wow. you know, so we, uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, we have, uh, we have some, uh, we had done some trials where we've had medics on, uh, uh, dirt bikes, you know, going out to do rescues at a mounted horse patrols. And, uh, so we've, wow. we've, uh, you know, uh, we have telemedicine now where we can uh, talk with a doctor on a, on a video, uh, and, and communicate, uh, we have nurse practitioners riding on ambulances that can do, uh, sutures and write prescriptions, um, so we, we really have a, a lot of capabilities yeah. and always trying to, uh, stay on top of it. Shoot, Adam, tell them about your tow truck. <laughs> you actually have a tow truck that responds to calls, correct? Yeah. Yes. So we, uh, we don't call it a tow truck. We call it a heavy rescue. And, uh, and what it does is it, it's, uh, it can pretty much lift to just about anything. So, you know, when I was in the Marine Corps, I had a 45 ton crane, uh, license and, uh, this, this has the, uh, the capabilities to lift, lift up other cranes. Uh, it's we use also for our um, uh, any kind of auto extrication where we don't have the uh, the proper equipment or enough equipment to get in. Uh, they can uh, uh, they can do those rescues. They can go over the side and, and hoist up uh, vehicles. Uh, so yeah, we have we have a couple of those uh, heavy rescues. Uh, I don't think that they like it being called tow truck, but it, yeah. Yeah, it looks like a, it looks like a big tow truck. Right. <laughs> I mean, but in, in actuality, it's a huge, uh, like a, like the way I describe it, I guess, so the public understands, it looks like a, like a semi, like a semi tow truck, right? Like, like what choke that would tow yeah, yeah. semi it, trucks. It's not yeah, like, a, one, it looks like right. one that, it looks like one that would, that would tow a semi. Right. So, right. So, yeah. Well, and, you know, yeah, we, it's funny. It's like of all that stuff you're just saying about motorcycles and horseback rescue and all of this stuff. It's almost like you guys should have your own like Baywatch, except I don't know if you guys look, you know, if there's good enough, good looking, is there enough good looking firefighters to have their own Baywatch <laughs> fire service thing? Know, in we're LA? trying to keep up. We're trying to keep up with Albuquerque. <laughs> but, uh, <you> know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. But that, yeah, it sounds like, you know, it should be, have it be a series of in of itself. So, you know, given the fact that there's all of these different things going on, I'm sure there's thousands of stories every every single year. Hey, there's 10th District Vice President right there. What's up, Frankie? You're on the podcast. Up, <laughs> I'm listening to you guys. You're doing a great job. All right, thanks. Yeah, so I introduce uh, uh, Frankie. Or is he already gone? He's right. gone. Hey, Frankie, okay. you want to come over to your little, little pop-pop? Frankie's like a submarine. He goes underground, 
And then when he has to send out something important, he pops to the surface yeah. and sends out his uh, you know signals. And that's our vice president, Frankie Lima. Go, you're live on our on our podcast, there, Frankie Firefighter Kingdom. How's it going, man? Shout out to you, brother. Yeah, I just want to shout out to Firefighter Kingdom, New Mexico Professional Firefighters Association. The 10th district is alive and strong in solidarity from Guam, Hawaii, California, Arizona, all the way to New Mexico. We have your back. Keep fighting strong. Thank you. Thank you, Frankie. <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome. Well, pop, pop. <laughs> and, 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 you know, this is uh, like right now we're sitting in uh, Ventura, Ventura County uh, local hall where Frank uh, has a 10th district field office as well as an office at the, uh, at our, our union hall. But uh, this is a, uh, um, you know, I don't think the 10th district has ever been stronger. I mean, we got, we're in tight with Albuquerque brothers and sisters and, uh, you know, we, we go out there to support them and they come out here to support us. And, Absolutely. Uh, I think, I think, uh, you know, we, we've gone out to, uh, uh, Phoenix and, uh, you know, one of our, one of our firefighters, uh, lives out in, um, uh, uh, out there in, uh, Phoenix area. Um, good kind here. Of on the, uh, What's that? Yeah, good. Well, Goodyear is where we have our uh, district uh, representative, but uh, right. our our firefighter who was injured uh, lives out there in Prescott. Oh, okay. Or, Pres- or Prescott, as they say. Uh, but you know, we had a uh, 10th district firefighters went out there and checking on, on his house and uh, did a bunch of uh, maintenance around his house for him because he's been burned and, and uh, laid up. And um, so I don't I don't remember the uh, 10th district ever being as strong as it is right now. Absolutely. So. Yeah, that, that's all I had. Last thing, since you had so many, uh, you know, all of these different calls you could respond to, what's just, I mean, you got thousands of, of stories probably. Just give me and the public just a quick one or two really 30-second minute uh, stories of one of the funniest or weirdest things that didn't have involved in like some life-threatening thing. And give us a little levity maybe in this, you know, time of extreme strife we're going through, if you can. If you, uh, okay, if that, well. That's legally able to be said. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's see. Uh well, you know, they say firefighters don't rescue kittens, uh, but, you know, we we uh, we had a tiny little baby kitten that got stuck up under, it crawled into the fire station, got up, caught up underneath the uh, duels, and uh, took about a half hour extrication to get this thing out of there. We heard it uh, meowing at three in the morning, and uh, people were like, you gotta be kidding me, you rescued a cat. It's like, well... Yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, and then, and then we posted online and, and got the thing adopted also. So, uh, you know, um, you know, but it's, it's, uh, yeah, we, we, it's, it's hard to pick just, uh, it's hard to pick just a couple stories because we really I know just from really here locally, so just from what I hear where Robert talks about or people locally. I mean, there's so many crazy stories. Just just one. Did anything involve a horse or a motorcycle or <laughs> someone being stupid out there? I mean, like that's usually yeah, a general well, trend. No, I mean, like I, I said, we do have a hoist for a horse. And I've, I've actually been at a, uh, at a couple of those where they've got stuck in the mud. And, uh, you know, they're you know, the only way really to get them out is to hoist them out with a helicopter. So we actually have a hoist that's made just for horses to, to, uh, to pull them out. So I think, you know, probably some of our animal rescues can, uh, you know, those are usually the ones that, uh, uh, you know, they get a lot of uh, public attention and, and uh, you know, it's, it's nice to reunite them with their owners and have uh, good outcomes with that. So, 
Um, you know, we even had a, we had a dog, uh, got hit by a car and walked into our fire station. Like the doors opened up for us to go on a call and it walked in and sat down. Oh, wow. And, you know, it just kind of knew where to go. And we, we, uh, posted on our social media and we found its owner and got it to the vet and, and, uh, got it all taken care of. So it's, oh, it's, story. uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, somebody called us one time for a bird in a tree. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it was their, it was their parent, but it went all the way to the top of a hundred foot tree. And we're like, well, what do you, what do you want us to do? Uh, yeah. so, Thanks so much for that. I, I appreciate yeah. you giving me a little glimpse into that. I'll, I'll turn it over back to Robert. <laughs> Thanks again for everything you do. And as we're signing out, don't, don't forget to give your uh, link one more time to the, your uh, charity, uh, your foundation for the uh, uh, burn victims. And what about our podcast that we're, uh, we're on iTunes or what we're on iTunes, Spotify. Yeah. We're on all the big ones. So we're on, uh, we're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Uh, so if you want to subscribe, you can listen to Apple podcasts. You can listen on iTunes. That is the same thing. You can Spotify. We're also on Google play, uh, Stitcher, um, any of those platforms, you can basically find us and go to our website, firefighterkingdom.com. And you can actually link to all of our uh, channels and even including our YouTube channel, which will be coming up soon too. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, we just like to thank firefighter kingdom for, uh, for having me on and, uh, you know, 10th district vice president, Frank Lima. And, uh, you know, we're just, uh, proud to be here in Albuquerque and, and, uh, Rob and, uh, you know, all the other guys out there from, uh, Albuquerque. I mean, it, it is, it is, uh, we do have a very unique bond for some reason, and it started before I got on the board, I know. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, we've always been tight with you guys, and so definitely appreciate being on. And, uh, yeah, our, our website is uflac.org and uh, backslash charitable. Uh, it's also on our uflacfirefoundation.org. And, um, uh, you know, the LAFD has a great uh, – we have, we have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, so we're, we're on all those platforms as well. So we'll be sure, be sure and uh, share you uh, as well. All right, brother. I appreciate it, man. Once we get this edited and uh, we get it to you, man, if you don't mind putting it on your social media, that'd be great. Yeah, we'll get it out there. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll see you at that fishing tournament you have coming up soon. Sure. Yeah, we'll see, man. You know how this COVID thing is kind of putting a, a damper in things, but I'll get you guys oh, yeah. some information. Yeah. But uh, tell uh, uh, Freddie, man, at 112 out there, Tom, give him a shout out. Tom, I said hi. All right, will do. So, so thank you, Adam. Signing off from uh, Firefighter Kingdom. You have Robert Sanchez, Mr. Hio. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you. You too.